0: we do
1: this episode of the crush a lot podcast is brought to you by the good folks over at sketch clothing company hey if you're looking for the best urban apparel you're looking to look a little swagged out for the rest of the summer or maybe you're looking for the new fall Gear, the new four, four, uh, full trend. Look no further than Sketch Clothing Company. Um, they got the best graphic artists right now, especially if you're a big Jordan collector. They really have a lot of stuff that mixes well with Jordans. So these are the people that we recommend for you because these are the same people that do our stuff over at the Crush lot podcast. Check them out. Check out their website over at Sketch Clothing Company. Let them know your boy Cheese sent you to get that discount. But right now, Crush A Lot Podcast would like to welcome to you one of the most enthusiastic hip-hop fans out there. As people know, a lot of people come on the show because they request to be on the show. And sometimes the Crush A Lot crew goes out there and finds people. So your boy Cheese did some research and he found someone that was pretty enthusiastic about the hip-hop game, especially in in the vinyl collection, um, which I just started.
0: Money Miz. Money Miz, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate what it. What part of the world are you at right now? I'm in Boston, Massachusetts right
1: now. Oh, man. So we're like uh, arch rivals. So I'm right here in <laughs> Brooklyn, New York. Yep. And you're boss boss. Hey, that's what hip-hop does. We bring people together in this, in this time of... Uh, the climate of the world is very divisive and very uh, who has this and who's that? your difference in my different hip hop brings people together. So shout out to Boston and everyone out there all the way from Brooklyn. We don't gotta hate each other. We can love each other. That's what we try to do here in the question our podcast crew. Well, uh, I really wanted to talk to you because your Instagram is always popping with a lot of vinyls that I get very jealous of. I just started my vinyl collection. It's very, very meager. Um, but one of the ones that really caught my eye was your Raekwon The Chef Cuban Link Collections. <laughs> uh, what brought you into the hip-hop game? What brought you into vinyl collecting? And how is it? how do you maintain that? Because it looks expensive.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, uh, it's definitely expensive. Uh, but I should say that... I've been collecting for many, many years, many many years. Um, I should say I should start off saying I, I was born in 1980 so you know, Me I'm too. not I'm not young. <laughs> I'm
1: not young either. That's exactly word. what I was
0: born. word word. <laughs> That's why I gravitated to you. Yes yes yes. So uh, so basically um, I was living in uh, like suburban Boston about 10 minutes outside of Boston. Uh, and uh, we had just moved to a new house, my family, and uh, we—I was out in the backyard, and I just stumbled upon a cassette. It was just like hanging out in the grass, and it wasn't mine. Somebody must have dropped it there. I don't know how. And it was uh, EPMD, Strictly Business. Classic. And yeah, and that literally, like, that was my first like real. Uh, exposure to hip hop. I mean, uh, you know, I, I I would watch MTV and all that stuff as a kid. I was into Michael Jackson and even like Wham and all of that when I was like five or six years old. But once I got that EPMD tape and I put it in the in my little boombox, that was it. It was a rap. Me and my little brother, we just sat there and just kept rewinding it, listening to it, playing it back, memorizing all the words. And literally, ever since that day, I have truly never listen to any other form of music other than hip-hop it, it's i don't know i've the, been obsessed the with it. <laughs> hip-hop gods
1: has dropped this album in front of your feet and said yeah it, it come along the journey that's what they have that's what they did to you the hip-hop gods
0: put it I, there for you i i honestly believe that i agree with you 100 because i mean i feel like i'd be a completely different human being If that tape was never dropped there, what if I never got into hip hop like that? I just, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Like, what if it was a Metallica tape? I'd be a completely different person.
1: You wouldn't be on this show, and I love Metallica, but you wouldn't be on this show because I don't do that. Right, Um, right, right. So you have an extensive vinyl collection, which I'm extremely jealous of, because I got into the the vinyl game like this year when I decided Uh to. And I guess, in my estimation, immortalize these albums, especially because I only collect hip hop at this moment. That I really, really cherish and are important to me, and mm-hmm. that I want to preserve in a different way besides digital format. But uh, what got you into the vinyl game? Because you're not only a vinyl collector; you're like really out there trying to get everything. And like every type of press and every type of release. And I'm sure you have different versions of the same album. And anybody who's an old school hip hop has know sometimes you might get an album that's one way. And then the clearings, for whatever reason, ran out. And now they had to reissue it in a different way, especially with Wu-Tang. That happens a lot. Um, right. So you have different versions that are worth different money. And then you have the European version that has two extra songs that don't earn in the U.S. Or things like that. Like what got you in the vinyl game in what is it about collecting almost everything you can possibly get your hands on? Why, why to that level? And what's your prized possession? Because I'm very curious about that.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, so basically, um, I got into it when I was in college. Uh, I was probably, I think my junior year of college, I went to, uh, BU Boston university and, um, you know, I'd always been like super heavy into hip hop, especially, new york uh east coast hip-hop east coast so, like, boom throughout... bap yeah exactly throughout like middle school and high school i was like all about east coast boom bap um i don't know maybe when i was like 12 Dos effects was my stuff in 92 and then wu-tang came out in 93 and that was like a rap for me. they i don't know i like when 36 chambers dropped it changed the game for me. and like they've always been like my obsession like Wu-Tang is my religion within my religion of (laughs) hip-hop there's
1: hip-hop and then there's Wu-Tang as we often say Wu-Tang has always say that
0: and I'm with you because
1: then my number one crew and that album is always Wu-Tang so it's very funny to me and very like like uh I'm looking at the celestial hip-hop beings we're born on the same year and now then our number one thing our biggest influence in hip-hop that we probably we love the most but also give us the most heartbreak is Wu Tang, and I find right. that to be uh,
0: scary and, and wonderful. <laughs> I, I say it's wonderful. It's always a good thing to meet fellow Wu heads. So, yeah, <laughs> right. so, um, so. Anyways, you know, like I, I started off with cassette tapes as a kid. Then we got into the CDs in the '90s, and then um, when I went to college, um, I really, really was like getting heavy, heavy into uh, just growing my collection of music and it wasn't I didn't even look at it as a collection really I just loved music and back then nothing was digital so the only way I could have it was if I bought physical copy so um I guess my junior year of college I pretty much upped the ante and I was like you know if I'm really gonna be into this hip-hop stuff like I gotta get turntables like I I wanted to learn how to scratch and cut and mix I just thought it was really cool and I, I kind of wanted to turn it into a hobby of mine. So I went to like the guitar center or whatever. And I bought a couple of Techniques 1200s. And that was it. Uh, th- there were two two record stores within walking distance of my dorm um, at BU. Uh, Biscuit Head Records on Mass Ave and Newberry Comics. Uh, which was a comic store but also a music store. They had tons of vinyl. And basically every single tuesday without fail i would hit both of those stores and just check for new releases and tuesdays pretty much
1: and tuesdays were when new music released where and it, yes and it was recorded meaning that whatever sales were counted towards whatever the numbers were for that week for that artist versus now the little a monetary trick for they could uh, make the numbers look a different way is that they release it on fridays but it doesn't count until tuesday so you have friday saturday sunday and monday to sell as many records right uh, where back in the days you only had tuesday
0: right absolutely right yeah they, they switched that over a few years ago i was noticing that with the friday releases that. that's I right and that's why, why
1: sean price kept it old school and went tuesday and that's why i appreciated it
0: yeah i did too i, I was like wow i haven't seen an album come out on a tuesday, a tuesday. in a million but years now yeah, people and- know
1: and people didn't know why that happened it wasn't a switch in, in in how music was released it was a switch in how to um,
0: manipulate, m- manipulate the, numbers. the
1: numbers correct yeah sound scans yeah. and sales and whatever that's what that was
0: right i know those bastards yeah, they still payolas <laughs> they're
1: always yeah. getting us
0: indeed indeed so uh so yeah so once you know once i got my turntables i mean that was it like you know i'd, I'd always get like the cd album because i was still kind of a cd collector and uh cassette tapes kinda of fell by the wayside. I, I pretty much stopped uh purchasing cassette tapes in the in the like mid nineties and early two thousands and stuff. And a lot of albums didn't even come out on cassette or it was very rare.
1: It was obsolete
0: uh, at that point. Yeah, yeah. So so anyways, i uh, you know, I've basically been been buying vinyl records since like the year nineteen ninety nine or two thousand. So what are we talking here? Like 18 years like eight, 17 or 18 years now oh. so you know a lot of people are like oh my god like you know how'd you get that much well it's because like every week i'm buying you know a few records every single week for 18 years so. it's in the budget <laughs> yeah it just piles up i tell budget. you what though, yeah the budget now is terrible though because i remember back in the day you know you could get a a 12 inch vinyl single you know anywhere between three dollars and 99 cents and maybe 5.99 and you could buy a full-length lp for like 9.99 11.99 and now you know you're looking at like 30 dollars minimum for uh for a vinyl uh, lp like a full-length album or whatever and even singles now i've seen singles costing like 20 dollars. i mean it's it's gotten really crazy lately
1: <laughs> yeah there's been a nice vinyl resurgence yes um i think what makes vinyls great um, one I, to me, I've enjoyed that it sounds better. But two, like if they really go in and want to do a nice production of the vinyls, you get some very creative and um, just visually appealing vinyls, which is different than a lot of the other ways we consume media, especially right. music. and I, I'm the type that old school type that you know I like to open up the cassette or the CD and read as we go, and I like to like those CD covers and holding it just meant a lot more to me and it's one of the things I miss like opening it up um, trying not to break the case as we open it and, yep. uh, and yep. taking care of this like I I preserve the music in that way because it meant a lot to me and it's different now where it's like digital it takes away some of that but I love opening up vinyls and opening up um cds and mini disc i try to buy i have the only stuff i have on mini disc is like every wu-tang album anything
0: wu-tang i have in all types of forms wow i'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you what i'm jealous of that right there because i don't have anything on mini disc. i got Here the mini disc yeah you, you got me beat on that <laughs> i got i
1: try to get into the mini disc thinking it would be the big boom and it didn't really do anything so i was like trying to snatch up everything i could and then those it just be, if,
0: those must be valuable man they're pretty rare I would imagine
1: they're very rare to find um,
0: yeah but that's how I did
1: it um, back in the days and then I then I fell out of love of hip hop for a little bit cause I, the new trends soured me a little bit but I'm, I'm back in it um, there's some good stuff out there but you know one of the reasons I got you here is because I knew you were a Wu-Tang head I was very jealous of your of Raekwon uh, Only Built for Cuban Link Collection because I, <laughs> I could buy it right now I can only find the version that is the black cover, um, just the vinyl, and I want the cover, uh, the original cover, and I want and I want it. I want the purple vinyl one. I don't want yep. it to settle, and it's frustrating. Uh, right. So I have to just be patient and keep looking for it. But I, I, I'll, I'll get it. I'll, I'll find it eventually. That and the Red Man and the Red Album, the Red Man yes. Red Album in red vinyl mm-hmm. are two of the ones that. I have my eye on that is hard to find in yeah. super great condition and mint. Um, but I wanted to bring you on the show to talk Raekwon Because yeah, good. this Wu Tang series people know. If you heard the other episodes, Rizzo's Top Beats, Top Wu Tang, Top Ghostface, you know we're going down the line. So I had to bring in Money Miz to talk about our top five Raekwon the Chef. Everybody knows the deal. This is just our opinion. We don't we don't pretend that we're like experts in this, we're just Listeners and fans our opinions are our opinion if you disagree with our list You're welcome to come on the show crush a lot podcast at gmail.com or you can find me on Twitter crush a lot cheese on Twitter Instagram crush a lot podcast you're welcome to come and hey say that we're completely wrong say we're the, Completely right say we have no business doing a podcast. I probably won't air it, but you can come and do it um, and You're welcome to come and debate that is open to everybody even if you have an idea for your own top five that you want to get people's opinion. Hey, if you want Money Miz to come back on the show, hey, let him know. Let us know. It's your show. Come on the show and debate with us. But bring your facts and bring your stats. And if you don't do that, you ain't coming. Um, no J. Cole fans allowed. Anyway, so saying that, <laughs> let's go right to our number five. Uh, Money Miz, what do you got with your number five top five record?
0: All right, so let let me give you a quick little background on my thought process on this Go for it. I I went into it initially thinking, like, uh, let me try and think of, like, Raekwon's solo songs. Like, from his solo albums that only he was on. No features. No features. Right, and that in and of itself is very difficult because, I mean, Raekwon's albums, especially... Cuban Lynx uh, 1 and 2 are like full of features uh, and that's honestly what made the album so amazing um, and I, I also look at it kind of like as a sub group of Wu-Tang like Raekwon it's like Ray and Ghost like they go together and yeah. in my in my opinion they're my two favorite members in Wu-Tang because of how well they flow on tracks together uh, they might not be the best lyricists you know I'd say Jizz is probably the best lyricist of Wu-Tang but Um, for me, nothing tops Ray and Ghost on a song together, especially on a RZA beat. So when I was thinking about it that way, I was like, all right, you know, I could pick one song off of each of his solo albums that he was the only one on, but that would cancel out so many classic songs. So I didn't really want to do that. Um, so now I'm trying to narrow it down to what my top five songs are, including any featured artists. Uh... And I'm, you know, I was trying to include all of his albums, but again, I would be canceling out the best of the best if I did that. Correct. So.
1: And that every guest that's been on the show has struggled with that exact same thing. And it sounds easy, but it's, it's not because you want to <laughs> pay respect to the catalog, but you also know you can't really put anything from Fly Luxurious Arts on your top Right.
0: Top. Right. You exactly. want to
1: because you want the listeners to check that album mm-hmm. out. Right. And right. we want to pay I, and we wanna give Rayquan as much love and, and attention that he deserves. That's where it gets hard, bro.
0: Extremely, extremely. So I just I just stuck true to my, my real opinion, what his top five are, and I mean it probably won't be surprising to most people, but all five of my songs are from the original Cuban Lynx album. Because there is nothing better than that album (laughs) you have
1: have it multiple times
0: yeah yeah.
1: multiple copies of it so where are you with your number
0: five all right so number five uh i'm gonna go with the can it be all so simple remix on cuban links one and the reason why i say that is because can it be all so simple on 36 chambers was obviously a classic song uh but i felt like rain ghost they, they made it more gritty On Cuban links uh, even RZA flipped the beat a little harder And they both You know they started off with that interlude That was crazy They were just kind of politicking in the street Next thing you know They end up getting shot at And they're running away Ghost is bleeding And it just hops right into this story. And I, I think Rain and Ghost Are two of the greatest hip hop storytellers Especially when it comes to You know street oriented drug dealer you know criminal syndicate type of activity uh, in the stories I just I don't think they could be beat on that so number five I got can it be also simple
1: yeah that's definitely a good choice the original for Wu-Tang is a lot it's it's the heart and soul of that album along with tears it really Mm -hmm. boots the the group down emotionally Um, not only do they got the lyrics and the bar but when people listen to that first Wu-Tang album, be aware. At that point, they were amateurs. Right. And it sounds it. like the production is gritty and this mash up of sounds that you don't and, and Kung Fu things here and there. You, it shouldn't have worked. And if you roll it down on paper, that doesn't sound like a good recipe, right? <laughs> right. And then you have MCs in the beginning of really being MCs. I mean, you right. look at Gold's face. He was very remedial. Raekwon, very remedial. At that point, I thought the best lyricist in the crew in that album was Inspector Deck, in my opinion, right? Absolutely. You know, Method Man was very nursery rhyme-ish. And Jizzle was uh, strong, but he's almost never featured enough to be, like, um, the weight of the album. He's there to... What makes him special is that he's so sparse, right? And then here comes Raekwon. He decides to take that title, remix it, which pays homage to that album so you know where it's coming from but now instead of he's giving you the emotional weight but he's also putting it closer to the dirt and closer right. to the to the urban settings where Wu-Tang is very grounded in and we can argue to maybe that's well, one of the issues that made the last album not so popular amongst casual listeners. Um, it's right. a little separated from the, the grittiness but that that's a great number five and I'm I wouldn't say I'm surprised that everybody uh, you pick five from the Cuban because I debated that too, but my number five is a little different. And okay. I'm, I'm taking a blind, I'm taking a blind fi- a free throw because okay. it's it's I think it will fall in one of the better Raekwon songs as years will come, but okay. because it's been this one Raekwon I've been playing. The most this year, the way I measure it, I look at all my iTunes counts and how many times I play a song, and Mm -hmm. then I try to put some emotional, like, why do I play this song all the time? So I look at that, and I look at the history of it. That's how I kind of put it all together. Um, My number five is from the new album, From the Wild, and it's Marvin. I think Marvin is a great song um, off the Wild album, um, produced by Frank G., I think that one of my critiques of Ray is that sometimes his beats just don't do it for me, and this one fits very well with his sound, with the Wu Tang sound. It um, it pays homage, obviously, to to Marvin Gaye type sound. But when I heard it, and it it just made me feel like, okay, this guy, this album is going to at least be solid. And it just, I didn't realize how much I was listening to it. And I just wanted to give a little head nod to the wild and to that song. Um, I think that it's, it's a present feeling. I'm interested in revisiting that in five years, six years. Um, Anybody that knows me knows I'm not the biggest Tupac fan, but because people have challenged me on it, I went back to the catalog and I listened to it and there's a lot of emotional weight to him. I just don't think he's a great lyricist, and I just don't, you know, what you want to say. Now, you're, you're, if you're listening to this show and you got offended t- by that, you're at the wrong show. I'm not here to appease you. I'm just saying he's just an average MC. Him and Jake I, Paul are the same to me.
0: All right, I, I would like. You're talking about Tupac, right? Shakur, yes. Yeah. All right. I would like to completely agree with you. <laughs> and As a matter of fact, I have an extensive, extensive hip-hop collection. And the only rapper that I do not own one single physical copy of is Tupac Shakur. Like, I think he is possibly the most overrated rapper of all time. Because everybody, a lot of people put him number one or number two. And I wouldn't even put that guy in my top 30. Uh,
1: Yeah, I think what... Man, we're gonna get no one's gonna listen to this show. <laughs> I, I really feel bad, man. Well, I'm trying I'll to tell, make money, Miz. Like the goat over here, and well, we're I'll just shooting what, down Tupac, and everybody loves Tupac. But listen,
0: I'll I understand what, my, my why he's popular. Was, though. My followers know about my opinion of Tupac because I uh, I found one cassette single of Tupac. It was the only thing that I had in my collection. I didn't even know I had it. Uh, I think it was that song, "Do for Love." And I lit it on fire on my Instagram video. <laughs> so my my followers definitely know my opinion on it. Yeah,
1: I, I get why he's popular. I get why he's important. Important and good is two different things. So right, he's important. Right. And if we're doing a top five most important MCs, my dude could clearly be number one. But if we talk about boss, boss, living for lyrics, yeah. uh, I don't know. I'd rather pick Afro man.
0: Yeah. He's you know? very he's very simplistic. Yeah, but and that's okay. Anyways, that's right. anyway. Yeah. My number five,
1: Marvin from the wild. I, 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 I'm taking a chance with that, but I think in five, six years, Wu-Tang fans who are Bayquan fans might have that up their high. So I, I like Marvin number five. Where are you? Number four.
0: All right, number four. I'm gonna go with verbal intercourse.
1: This is Be- this is this is Nas. <laughs> this is a great choice yeah
0: thank you (laughs) yeah that I mean that song I don't even know what to say the uh the 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 beat is fairly simple RZA didn't do too much to that sample but the sample is so beautiful already uh that he didn't really need to do much and I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I don't. I don't hate to say it, actually. Nas, I mean, Nas absolutely annihilated that verse, and quite possibly that might may be the best verse on the whole Cuban Links album. I don't know. I'd have to really think about that, but it's up there. And uh, and then of course, Rain Ghost, they bodied it like they always do. I mean, it doesn't get any better than Raekwon, Ghostface, and Nas, in my opinion. Those are probably my Three favorite rappers ever, so the, that that song yeah. comes in at number four for me. That's
1: a great pick, verbal. Uh, I, I, that, like that's ear orgasm for me. The yeah. beat is fantastic. RZA knows how to make beats to highlight his rappers. Yes, and that's what's great with him. So you know, for a lot of young cats now who listen to the show, I don't rag on you. You know this. It's your time to make your music. It's your time to make a statement. But if you really want to make a statement and have a longevity, you got to do your research and, your, and pay respect to the, to the people who made this available for you to do your craft. And that's a big separation we have right now between old school cats like us and new cats that we do want to support because we think some of you cats could be really good five, six years from here if you pay homage and you pay right. some respect, right? Verbal Indeed. intercourse, the name itself tells you what you're getting yourself into. That's the genius part about it. It's like, this is verbal intercourse. We're going to fuck the shit out.
0: And that's (laughs) what
1: it is. It's like, here's a big go. There's no no chorus. There's no hook. There's nothing catchy. You're not turning up. You're just listening to uh, three scientists going at it. And that was great. And at that point, the Wu-Tang doesn't really let people jump on their stuff.
0: Right. The fact
1: that they have Nas on there is a big thing. Because that, he, at that point, he was, like, the top dude. And you're right. letting him on a project that you're, that RZA's like, no, we don't let no one on our projects.
0: Right. I'd, I'd honestly have to just double-check with that. That might be the first non-Wu Tang feature on a Wu album possibly. I yeah, double-check that but. the
1: only thing I could think of is the remix of All I Need for and Mary J. Bly. But that's even that didn't land on the T the, the album. Right. That's just a, a radio single, right?
0: Right, right. Uh, exactly. But
1: I can't think of anything before that because before that it was Tikal and ODB returned to Thirty Six Chambers and that's all Wu Tang affiliates. Indeed. Um, so this was the first time. So that pay, that pays a lot. Uh, I'm gonna go right into my number four. I'm gonna stick with the Cuban Link, and it's the one song that was like, this beat is insanely hard. <laughs> All of the MCs on it are are lighting it up. And my favorite person in the Wu Tang is is the RZA. I love the RZA. I wanted to be the RZA. Like that was <laughs> my goal in life. Is I didn't want to be in front of the camera. I want to be behind it. Maybe that's why I'm doing podcasts. Who knows. Right? Yeah. It has to be Wu Gambino's. I love Wu Gambino.
0: The, Excellent choice.
1: The beginning where they're just cutting bread and it's noodles. And you know <laughs> they're coming in, they're all using their aliases. Uh, and then this, this intense, high energy beat with the piano, ding, 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 with the violins mm-hmm. in the background. So you know it has a little mafioso Italian type vibe to it. And then you just have MCs just ripping it. Um, ray's on there ripping it methamans on there ripping it rizz on there master killer i believe master killers on it yeah, yeah yeah and then yep. they're just going 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 once again no hooks but a little bit of a hook um with Methaman. man i guess that's what he does he does yeah. hook, part of Wu <laughs> but
0: that that's song right.
1: is towards the end of the album and we say yeah. this a lot anybody listen to the crush a podcast with me and sir love day is that music was built differently back then so when you bought the purple tape, there was a side A and a side B, so it was constructed differently. So mm-hmm. side A was its own like story with a beginning, middle, and end. And side two was the same way, and Wu Gambino was at the end, at the end of at the story where this big uh, confrontation is about to happen, right? So that's right. what that, that song was. It was an urgent beat, it was a hard beat, and it, just, it was just, once again, it was a rhythm beat laid there to let these MCs shine over it and um, for me that was my number four woo gambino's off the cuban link album towards the end of the album um, where are you number three
0: all right so number three i'm gonna go with glaciers of ice
1: that's that's before um verbal intercourse
0: yeah the track right before verbal intercourse on the album and i also i would put it at number three before verbal intercourse on my list
1: glaciers of ice that's 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 the street single to Cuban Link that that you would find on a mixtape, Kenny Dope mixtapes or Funkmaster Flag mixtape or, or DJ Clue mixtapes when they were starting to do the early promotion from Cuban Link. That's the single that was out first.
0: Yeah, the, the, the beat was wild. I, I don't know. I thought the Rizzo was a genius on that. And um, the, the intro is like one of the most classic intros ever uh, with uh, Ghostface talking about, you know, the blue and cream. Uh, his wallabies and all of that and i don't know i just thought it was amazing they had 60 second assassin from sons of man do a little singing on the outro uh and i thought that master killer raekwon and ghost all bodied that man and the beat is just it's so sinister man it just i don't know it it, it was it was almost a little scary you know it was, i don't know it was, it was something else man I, it was a very unique track at that time and it was, like, really a mesmerizing beat. And as usual, Ray and Ghost just Ray annihilated it.
1: Ray was great on it. rizza production on that was very, like you said, menacing. RZA doesn't get a lot of credit for how original he was for his drum, pa- drum patterns. Um, right. That one has a very, it's a very, to woo heads, that's a very iconic drum pattern that he mm-hmm. recycles later on in other albums. Even yes. on the new Raekwon album, he, he used it a few times. On the Eight Diagram um, album, he reused that pattern. It's a very, very popular pattern, um, and that's a it sh- highlights Raekwon's lexicon, like the slang that he was putting into his um, into his music. Because people are like, what's glacier of ice? If you're not paying attention, you don't know he's talking about guns right and you don't even know that till later on when master killer in a different song uh were talking about uh in a different album uh, off my head i don't remember it when he's like yo ray remember we were gun uh, glacier clapping glaciers and i was like wait they talk talking about guns i had to go back to like that's what they're talking about guns okay all right i see you so even then like you need to listen to raekwon albums over and over again to get the full picture
0: and yeah that's i one mean of those songs that's one reason why this album is so classic because i mean rain ghost literally created their own language they i mean it was it was like slang on steroids it was slang that only they knew or a close you know circle of people in staten island were aware of at that time and they they popularized it to the masses with this album and it was like man when i was a kid Every time I listen to this album, I picked up something new. I mean, I, I picked up new things years later, a decade later. You know, I revisited it on the 10th anniversary, and I'm like, oh, that's what they were saying. Like, I don't know. That's why this album is so special. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, and what all the at least the the classic albums are all laced together somehow, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: in, in subtle ways that you don't people don't even notice. But even if you listen to Teal. Method Man's album, there is a very small smidgen of them using the guillotine uh, Swords beat in the background of the cow that later on you hear in the Raekwon album. They're connecting everything together, right? Right. It's like the Marvel Universe. They're connected somehow.
0: Right? That's, so, a, that, that's a great way to put it. It really is like the Marvel universe. I've it, never heard anybody describe it it's like, like that. that. So and yeah, they're,
1: for, they're separate, right? To, all together, they they're mixed vegetables, and they taste great. Yeah. But they're good
0: separate too. Right. And
1: that's what made them amazing. Um, besides all the other things that make them amazing. Um, right. Now, my number three is from Cumulon Two, which for me was the affirmation that all right ray kwan still got it because i wasn't so hot on immobile i can't even say that album immobile um and alex the lex diamond story or whatever it was those two albums right. were just left a, a bad taste in my mouth because this I is the first with. time that ray started not working with producers and then it made me wonder wow he really does need the rhythm or he needs yep. power or he needs divine whoever was supreme whoever's in the background in the in the camp's ear to make this happen like right. Ray really needed it because he yeah. was not picking good be- lyrically he was a
0: beast but i couldn't o- i couldn't overlook his, his beat yeah. selection were yeah. horrible his flow is lyrical content rhyme patterns storytelling always on point but yeah his his beat picking capabilities I don't know. We're highly suspect.
1: Highly <laughs> suspect. And Heidi then here doesn't. comes Cuban Link 2. He just got signed to the Afterman for like... He got signed the Afterman for like a blink of an eye. Don't right. know what happened there. Don't really care. What happened... I'm glad he wasn't there. Right. Um, and agree. then here comes Cuban Link 2. And I was worried. So I didn't listen to it the first week because I was scared. And I wanted to just hear what the buzz was so I could prepare. And I heard it and it was... It was outstanding, and so I had to go with my number three, House of Daggers. Nice House of Dagger, (laughs) cubeling to a Jay Dilla beat. Jay Dilla at this point is already gone to the Mm -hmm. hip hop heavens, so getting any original beats from that from his estate is you know rare. And now you have three of them on a Rayquan album, and I'm okay. This is I could deal with this, and then that beat is so so good and um raekwon bodies it i the rest of the mc's body it, but raekwon in particular um bodied it and the thing about raekwon and the thing about wu-tang is that when rhythm compose them is for them to fit together so sometimes some of these cats release albums and it just sounds different because they're so you gotta understand they were made to be together so they they blend together well but separately it just sounds a little off and sometimes raekwon is not the one who has the outstanding verse especially when you're next to like ghostface or method man who has that very strong presence on every track even if he's not saying much right this is the one track i really felt raekwon was the star of that track i agree and and the way he just attacked it um i'm gonna kill you in the field boo all of it all you hip hoppers eat cock, like all of like he just went in on everybody. It was like I ain't playing around. This is like the come my second coming, and he came in. You, right. You, and now you have the lead off verse with uh, Inspector Deck. That's what he does. Uh, Angel Hill with the lobster sauce. Uh, it's like, so come good. on, it's so good. And then Raekwon <laughs> so comes. Good. The beat drop, like the the beat gets lowered, and Raekwon comes in. Um, it's it was it, it was a great. Track the video was also very creative. Um, yeah, I remember.
0: I think that was an animated video, right? It's animated.
1: And then, yeah. if you don't know what the reference of House of Dagger is, look at House of Dagger movie.
0: Oh, that and, movie! I, I that saw movie. that movie five times in the movie theater. I I, I love that. Movie. That was that's the reference
1: to it. I'm um, still paying. That's more of the new school kung fu, which was what he was referencing. I'm still kung fu, right? But I'm. But I'm Wu-Tang old school too. And that was like a good reference to where his music was going to be. I'm still Raekwon. I'm still going to give you this. But I'm going to just, this is me modernizing my style, right? Versus yes. the last two albums that he was trying to modernize himself. It just didn't work. He just modernized his his classic sound. And I think it worked a lot better.
0: Oh, Number a- three, a- House of absolutely. Dragons for me. Absolutely, great choice, great choice. And well, I, I mean, just want to, I just want to add in real quick, Cuban Links 2, man. That that's for me, that's the best uh, part two album, sequel album in all of hip hop, in my opinion. I, I, after being disappointed with those uh, two albums that came after Cuban Links one, and then he came back with this. Oh my god, I mean And then he set the tone of the album With House of Flying Daggers Unbelievable song, and you're right He he was he shined on that song Compared to everybody if else that was, was.
1: I, If I would do a top 5 Raekwon verse That would probably Be, be close to number 1 Number 1 and number yeah. 2 for me Because it just it, it, What that album meant in terms of his research If he didn't drop that album I don't know if he would get the wild I don't think right. he would be here I think he will just be doing Wu Tang stuff, so mm-hmm. I have to give that song a lot of a lot of it's just due, um, and people should check it out. Cuban Link Two. There's a lot of different versions of Cuban Link Two, so you should get the gold edition. It has everything in there. There's a lot mm-hmm. of songs on there. All of them are good. There is no duds on that album whatsoever. You got three J Dilla beats. You got RZA beats. You got Dr. Dre beat beats. So it's a little bit. If you like different sounds, you're going to get that. But it's a straight criminology type record. So that's my number three. Where are you with number two? Top five, Rayquan, Money (laughs) Miz.
0: All right. So number two on my list, I'm going to go with Ice Water. And I'm picking Ice Water. I mean, it's obvious to me. You know, Ray, Ghost, and Cappadonna. I mean, they're they're like such a good trifecta together. Especially back in those days. I mean, we can get into... We can talk all day about how Cappadonna fell off after this album or after Iron Man. But on this album, he was excellent. And that RZA beat was like... It was hypnotic. The sample, the vocal sample in the background. I mean, those three guys, they absolutely bodied that. It was just gritty hip-hop to me, man. Just bob your head, you know, driving in your car, blasting it. I don't know, it just... It just gives me a good feeling. Now, so, I, Ice Water I, is not
1: one of the jams that people would think of when they think of Cuban Link. Because there's so uh, many. That's a testament to that album. Uh, right. That Ice Water is probably considered one of the lesser songs. But that's that's compared to the rest of the catalog. That would be right. like a lot of New Cats lead singles. Yeah. <laughs> this is like his background, deeper cuts
0: type of stuff. Right. Right. Yeah, that, it was just a straight song. They just came in, they straight spitting over a hard beat with a nice drum line. And yep. I don't know, I just, it was simple and it was raw and that's the kind of shit I like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
1: that sounds like a story somewhere. I'm going to go with my number two, uh, Top 5 Raekwon, uh, Crush A Lot Podcast. If you're interested, please subscribe and you want to be in the show, podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe, comment. Uh, anybody who knows, if you leave a comment on the show or you email us, you, we're going to send you swag. Shirts are While we still have them. We already ran out of the first batch. So thank you for everyone who, who asked for those. We give them out free. We're not trying to make money out of this. If you're uh, you're listening, you're engaging with us. We're gonna give you that stuff out of our our funding. Um, so we're gonna, you know, we're definitely gonna send something to Money Miz and for his people. Anybody wanna listen, wanna be in the show, we're gonna give that to you. Just hit me up at crushalot@gmail.com uh, address and all that good stuff. Uh, leave us feedback. We suck. We're great. Work on your audio. Whatever it is. <laughs> We're listening. I'm gonna go straight to my number two. I'm gonna stick with the Cuban Link album, The Purple Tape. One of the probably, if I really, really have to force myself to think about what's my favorite album of all time, it probably would be uh, The Purple Tape. Um, it has to go with criminology. Criminology is, is, for me, the heart, the meat and potatoes, the, the epitaph of Cuban Link. It is exactly what Raekwon is his bravado, his brashness. He's the Wu-Tang, I'm going to punch you in the mouth type of type of dude. Um, and then you have Ghostface, his counterpart, who's a lot more finesse, even though he could be chaotic at times. They work so well together on that song. Going back and forth with the great uh, Unusual Suspect sample. Uh, you have a very uh, simple uh, sampled up RZA B that's super, super simple. Super simple. Um, probably has two two noises in there the whole time. Just two bells. Bing, bing. That's it. That's all you need. And then right. you have two MCs just ripping it with great uh with great movie samples from the unusual uh, suspect. That for me was such a great way. It's early part of the album. It was a great way to set the tone. The drum beat was magnificent. Um and Ray Kwan really shined and once again he shines because Ghostface lets him shine because he could really rip up ray if he wanted to um but he ghost knows when to step back and let his man get the get the shine and i think that that song is a good example of that they just flow so well together it makes me wish that they released an album together just them two with the rhythm producing it just them three in a studio for six weeks knocking something out um oh, ragu I, would love that. I want some ragu <laughs> give me ragu some rain exactly. ghost tonight please um not this woo massacre that you
0: gave me you didn't even matter right. there anyway
1: I, i'm not I, going into that rant
0: <laughs> i agree i agree i agree if it was just ray and ghost man with risen production oh my god i
1: think about. if they I could do they something could. like that i think people would be very excited and you know i do like criminology 2.5 of the of the woo massacre that's the lead song on that album and criminology 2 which is was in the mixtape leading up to uh, the promotion of that. Um, both of those are good. They're not as good in the original, um, but they they get the job done. So that's for me, number two, criminology. Um, which other MC would use the word criminology? Seriously, besides wu
0: Nobody. Uh, right. Where
1: are you with your, I guess we're up to your number one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have a feeling though. I'm going to take a guess that mm-hmm. we might, we might have the same number
0: one. I think I have that same feeling. I have a feeling that (laughs) we're going to be on the same page. We're going to be on the same page with this one. Yeah. All right. So my number one is Incarcerated Scarface. Yeah, we had the same number one. Yeah, I had a feeling. Because, I mean, for me, you know, for one, the beat beat is one of the most classic beats in all of hip-hop. The song is only Raekwon, and he absolutely shined on it i mean i i feel like on a on an album that was close to perfect if not perfect and quite possibly the greatest rap album of all time um you know with with his partner ghostface who who is my personal favorite rapper ever ghostface um you know ray was able to come out with this song and just absolutely body it to the point where I was like, wow, that's that might be the best song on the album, possibly the best lyrical song on the album. The, I mean, the hook was crazy. I mean it was all slang, you know, it was like he was talking to you like it, it, it wasn't even like he was rapping, you know now yo, yo what up, yo time to now, out. like I mean like what a classic chorus, you know and you know he's saying peace incarcerated scarfaces. scarface. it's like, you know he, he's shouting out all the dudes that are locked up, struggling. He's like, yo, you know what? This song is for you guys, man. Let me, you know, this is some some therapeutic shit for you guys to hear. Like, you know, I'm still thinking about all my homies or people or relatives or friends of friends who might be out there. Like, you know, we haven't forgot about you. It's just, I mean, it goes perfectly. It comes on right after criminology. You know, they, they, you know, they, they glorify a lot of crime and stuff like that. But then, you know, they're realists too. They, they flip it on the other side. Like, you know what? You know, this lifestyle, a lot of people get locked up. So, you know, it's just... Kind of a little little shout out to them and uh i mean that beat that that drum line with the high hat that comes in right before the snare i mean might be one of the most classic uh RZA drum lines of all time so i don't know i could go on and on and on yeah, about that song, I, but. and
1: that's why i have it my number one but everything you just said one the beat is it's interesting now that the technology of headphones are a lot more way improved so when you hear that beat now on some beats or some Bose headphones, it's completely different. Like you feel it a lot differently than you would with old school headsets that really didn't show um, or, or um, magnify the music in a way that really, it was meant to be listened to, right? So even when I listen to it now on my, on my big expensive headphones, it sounds so much better. Yeah. Cause of that line because RZA loves low fidelity type beats, yeah. and that is not meant to be played high because you will break your shit. Yeah, <laughs> you'll blow out your speakers. Uh, and "Criminology" was one of those songs, and Rayquan showcased that he could write a hook, he could write a chorus, he could still be street, he could still be edgy, and that's as as sensitive as you're gonna get, Rayquan. Um, it's a very intimate song. It's like, yo, we're we out here doing things we know we're not supposed to be doing. Because if you listen to Cuban Link from beginning to end, they're not trying to do this; they have to do
0: this. Right. And right. Some and they, of they us have, get they caught have, up. They have aspirations of bigger and better things. Like this is a means to an end. They want to. They want to get their riches now, get in and out. Retire I mean, that's how they night. started.
1: On that, that's how they started. In that, the, the first song is like, "This is it. This is the last time I do this. After this, I gotta get out of here." Those are saying right. that. Um, right. so they, yeah, they're glorifying it and they're telling you a story, but they're telling you like, "We're not trying to do this." So, peace to all those guys who uh, got caught up in it. And we, we hear you. So that song was extremely important, and it also widened the Wu Tang fan base. Because yeah. it was really was meant for people who are incarcerated, and when they came out, there was a champion song for them, and I think that was the brilliance of it. Was that right. yeah? They may not give me money now, but they will later when they're out. Yeah, and, and I think that Rayquan was very ingenious in that. Um, the beat is strong, the lyrics are strong. It is the best track in my opinion on that album, um, yeah. and it still is the best. Raekwon song of all time. That's why it's number one for me. Incarcerated Scarface face off of the Cuban link album, Purple Tape. I'm sure a lot of you have that number one. We want to know what's your number one though. Hit up Money Dot Miz, money. Miz. Let them know what your number one is. Let us know what the Crush A Lot wants to know what your number one is. So hit us up too at Crush A Lot, uh, what's my handle? Crush A Lot Podcast, because I'm on your Instagram and all that good stuff. And if you're on Twitter, crush a lot cheese, or you can hit up sir love day. He's out there in the field right now. Um, money, Miz. Thank yes, you sir. for your time, for your enthusiasm for coming on the show. We definitely want to get you back on the show and, and, uh, hopefully we'll get you back on this Tang series. Cause there's so much we could talk about. I definitely want to probably talk to someone and probably you and someone else about, um, Some disappointing things. I want some people who can be honest about not everything in Wu Tang has been copacetic.
0: Yes, yes. I I would. I would love. I would love to have those discussions with you because I have a lot of lonely nights. Yeah. Um.
1: And I also have things that I need to get off my chest to the Wu. About some things,
0: need <laughs> and I'm sure you do too. So absolutely, we'll, we'll I, I, and I, I, never hold my tongue on that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know anybody
1: who knows me, I'm not gonna do it. I ain't listening to J Cole. Don't do it. Don't send it my way. I ain't doing it. All right, <laughs> right on. Uh, saying that, um, the world is crazy, Money Miss. It's a crazy it place. If you're listening to this show because of Money Miss, thank you for checking out the show. If you like it, please subscribe: iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. If you want to be on the show, crush a lot, podcast at gmail.com. You're welcome to come on the show. Very simple. We'll get some Skype. We'll get you in. But listen, the most important thing is to really, really, really embrace one another. I cannot tell you how important that is. I don't know money, men from anybody in the world. All I know is that we had something in common. We love that hip-hop. And the more I digged into it, the more I realized he loved Wu-Tang. You know what? I love Wu-Tang. I got Wu-Tang on my skin. So we have something in common. We may not have a lot of things in common because he's in Boston and I'm in New York. So we don't have everything in common. But those differences, they're also our strength because I'm going to respect that. So Money Miz, thank you for being on the show, promoting unity, promoting love. A lot of people need to be out there and check themselves on that. Let's not separate ourselves and find something we have in common. That's what the Question our podcast is going to do. So saying that, I'm still not going to like Tupac. But you're welcome to come on the show and talk. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right? Money Miz. Yo, take it easy, and we'll talk soon, bro.
0: Yes, I just want to say real quickly, thank you very much for inviting me on. I really enjoyed it, and um, I-, I love the fact that you're passionate about Wu-Tang just like I am. I had a lot of fun, and uh, you can hit me up anytime. I'd love to chat about rap any day of the week. Sign me up.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely going to get you back to end the Wu-Tang series. Uh I, right now, I have a scheduled interview coming up soon with Fourth Disciple, and you know I would love to probably get you on that show too because we would love to pick his brain on oh, all things dope. Killer Army. And we're getting there. We're getting there.
0: We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting
1: some. He, food, we're getting some He
0: just—he just produced the track on that new Sean P album. Uh, well, I'm on it. The amazing. last
1: track. He did some PD Crack stuff as well. Um, yeah. So he's—he's still—he's still relevant. He's still doing this thing. And if I could get another Killer Army album, I'll be. I'll be happy. So tell me that. about it. <laughs> we'll talk soon. All right, everybody. Spread the love.
0: Peace. Sounds great. Thanks. Peace.